Welcome to the Motorsport and Driver Development Show. I'm Keto. And I'm Katie. And we are bringing you our first ever, I want to say solo episode, but we're not solo, we're duo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a non-interview. Solo slash duo. Solo slash duo, non-interview style. And podcast only, we're not doing a video because you don't need to look at our mugs for however long this takes. Yeah, all of us who... Uh race together you see enough you see you see our faces enough so we had a really great response from the episode we did last week with brandon burglar where we talked about prepping your car for rally cross and we really thought that a good continuation would be talking about sort of just general rally cross pep pep how about prep rally cross prep yeah yeah everything else other than your car. Yeah. And we have on our website, we have a rally cross packing list on our, it's on the blog. I'll link to it in the show notes, but this is taking that a step further. So talking a little bit about, um, the whys and sort of all the, the reasons behind having this stuff in your, I want to say suitcase, but you don't bring a suitcase necessarily, but having all these things with you, um, when you are, preparing for rallycross the most important thing is to set yourself up for a successful race day so when you are fully prepared and you know that you've taken care of all the things you can your stress levels are lower you don't have anxiety about certain things and we talk a lot about that in episode 16 with dr brett kawada he talks a bit about you know setting yourself up so that you have a good race day yeah yeah for sure if you're stuck um running around trying to find some tools or something Mm -hmm. and get your car fixed right before you have to Mm -hmm. race. You know, you don't have the opportunity to get into that space in your head to prepare yourself for the race. So yeah. And it's, it's also way more fun when you just get to focus on racing and have a good time. It is. So, and I think the thing that if you've never been to a rally cross, which this, that is the target of the show or people who either have never been or are still fairly new and trying to figure out their own system. There are a few people who've been around for a while who still probably need a little help in this field. <laughs> Fair enough. But my point was going to be, you may not know, and I didn't know this when Keto went to his first rally cross, that it's not at a stadium. There aren't concession stands. There aren't like usually plumbed bathrooms. And so I showed up at your first rally cross without, I think I had a bottle of water or something really small like that, not realizing that we should have a lot more than just a bottle of water, Yeah, you know? So that, so that's the important thing is like, these are in rally crosses are in relatively remote settings. Usually you often are going to be far from stores and restaurants and you need to really prepare to bring anything you're going to want or need throughout the day. Right. And so the list that we've come up with today that we're going to cover um, come from experience. It comes from experience of uh, racing Mm -hmm. as a racer, Um, but it also comes from experience as uh, organizers. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd be amazed at the things people come and ask us for because they didn't bring it. Uh, and or we find out that somebody showed up without the proper equipment and had to go into the Dirtfish um, showroom and buy $150 worth of clothing so that they don't freeze to death. Well, and that's a good scenario. We usually don't have the Dirtfish showroom available to buy a winter coat or something like that. Right. So. Yeah, we have seen people out on course who are just like literally shivering and you're kind of wondering, hey, it was a really cold day. No coat. So, (laughs) yeah, so two things here. One, 
the biggest pro tip we can give you is to make yourself a list and keep it and make notes as to what you forgot or what would have been more helpful or what you didn't use. And so just reuse and revise that list because you're going to get smarter and better and more experienced. And so just trust yourself and build upon your own experience. Right. And the second thing is you need to prepare for two things, racing and working the course. So keep that in mind as we go through all of these things. You have sort of two big responsibilities throughout the day. And so you want to be prepared for that. Yep, absolutely. All right. So shall we jump into this? Let's jump in. Okay. So the first thing that we have is your tools. Um, These are going to be really important if you ever have to service your vehicle. So I'm going to give you kind of the basics um, and then you'll, you'll have to add some things. So we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, but one thing we want, um, really important, is lug wrench. Um, and that can be in the form of either an actual lug wrench itself, like a T-handle, or you can use like a socket and a pry bar style, um, you know, really good idea to have a torque wrench so that you know how tight you're actually getting your lug nuts. Um, the next thing, lug nuts or lug bolts, I should say. Um, the next thing is to have a pressure gauge uh, so that you can set your tire pressures. So that's really important. Get your tire pressure set ahead of time. I generally say do it while it is cold um, and then you can adjust accordingly. Uh, also, if you go to one of these big box stores, your local hardware store, they usually sell toolkits in different forms and fashions. Uh, usually you can buy um, a socket kit where you get a ratchet, an extension, and then a bunch of sockets. And it comes in a blow molded case, uh, which is those plastic fitted cases. Those are good ones to have. They're easy to pack away. Uh, You know when you're missing a socket because there's a blank spot in there. And then you can also just keep it dedicated for when you go to the rallies so that, you know, you're not borrowing tools, losing that 10 millimeter, you know, somewhere when you're working on your car. They also sell kits um, in the same fashion uh, with combo wrenches. So combination wrench is an open end and a box end wrench. Uh, those are handy for getting at uh, some nuts and bolts uh, where sockets can't get at and or hold the nuts while you're ratcheting it down with a socket. They also sell screwdriver kits, um, which have a variety of different screwdrivers, flatheads, fill-ups, so on. And again, having them in the blow molded cases are really handy, um, especially if you're not toting around a whole toolbox. Um, so pliers, there's also a plier kit. It's nice to have different pliers, just a regular set of pliers, set of channel locks, so on. Another big thing that I have found that is handy is a big pry bar. Allows you to pop off ball joints, you know, get in there, uh, you know, fix something that really needs a lot of leverage. And then um, last on this list would be a BFH. That stands for a big effing hammer. And occasionally when working on a car, there's a saying that says, the harder you hit it, the better you fix it. And sometimes that's true. Not in all cases, obviously, not when putting in spark plugs, but nevertheless, have a big hammer. Sometimes you need to pound something back out. Um, it's nice to have a big hammer. Also, my last note on tools is to actually keep a list 
of the tools that it takes to work on your particular car. For example, some of the German, more modern German cars like to use Torx bolts in, um, so there's the, you know, male and female style. That's not going to be a standard piece that other people are going to have in their tool collection. So you really want to make sure that if your car has some sort of specialty fittings like that, that you make sure you have the proper tools to be able to service that. A couple things that I think you talked about a few times, but I just want to call out. One is it just seems like it's good to have a general set of sockets, screwdrivers, so on, that are in a contained case. It's sort of like think of grab and go. That way, you don't know what's going to come up. You don't know what could break, but you sort of are as well prepared as you can be for a general scenario. And it's like easy to get in and out of your car. What you really don't want is to bring just a bunch of loose tools. You'll be very frustrated. They'll be laying in the grass or dirt outside. Like keep things nice and contained. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely correct. Yeah. Um, it's really tough when you're trying to dig through, you know, 150 different loose tools to try and find that one little six millimeter wrench, you know. Um, the great things with the bull molded cases and the kits is that they're great for, for, for field style repairs. Um, and yes, if you drop a socket at some point, you don't realize it. If you just have a box full of tools, you do that, you'll never know that that socket's missing. If you have like um, a case full of tools and there's a spot for it, then you definitely know you're missing it and you can start digging around looking for that that, that socket and hopefully you'll find it. So yeah, that just helps with the organization of it all. One thing you and Brandon mentioned in the last episode was a... Um, an air compressor and I've seen people have out there uh, sort of small air compressors but where would you get one so you can buy small air compressors all over the place I mean you know you can buy one for Harbor from Harbor Freight Mm. not sure how long I would expect that one to last (laughs) (laughs) but you know if you're buying one for five dollars or ten dollars on special chances are it's not gonna last very long um the ones that work really well uh, tend to be, first of all, made out of all metal, uh, but also you tend to find them in like off-road shops because a lot of the off-road guys run them. Um, you can find them online. But yeah, and if you don't want to run an air compressor, you can sometimes get away with an air tank. So you fill up an air tank, you have you know a spare amount of air, uh, mostly for airing up your tires. A small, a small air compressor isn't going to run air tools. So if you really want um, something good, go to the off-road shops. They sell a uh, tank system that you go to your local welding supply shop. They fill it up with nitrogen. It's like 10,000 PSI. And they put a regulator on it. And then you can literally run air tools in the field if you want, but also you can fill up tires and it will last you a pretty good long time, mm. you know? So that's another another way to go. I'm kind of the, the other extreme of it all. Yeah, that sounds very advanced. It is. It's yeah. not for your first yeah, year I wouldn't, of rallycross. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy that for, for first-time person. Yeah. You know, but some of you who may be looking for a little more than, than what you're able to get now, that's definitely an option. Great. So in addition to just tools to work on your car, there's sort of a bunch of gear that will make your life better on race weekend. 
None of these things are required necessarily, but when you think about just being able to have a fun weekend, there's a few key things. An easy up, or that's a brand name, but like a a 10 by 10 pop-up tent that you can sit under if it's a sunny or rainy day Mm -hmm. that you can cover your car with or your own gear with. If you have to pull it out of your car and just leave it outside, just have it covered up. Mm -hmm. Um, A big tip there is have some ratchet straps or something that you can tie your easy up down to a weight. So your weight can be a spare tire, your weight can be your toolbox, whatever it is, make sure your tent Mm -hmm. is affixed to something on the ground. I have chased easy ups out on course when the wind got crazy and they went flying. So don't Mm -hmm. be that guy or girl. You can use uh, spare tires, uh, spare brake rotors, Mm -hmm. and then some people just use buckets and fill them up with water or sand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, know, anything that's heavy. Anything heavy. Yeah. And sort of to the point that Keto made about um, having the cases for your tools, we also just recommend bringing your stuff, whatever it is, in plastic totes. So like those Rubbermaid boxes you can get at the drugstore or Fred Meyer or Target or whatever. Bring things in contained boxes that are relatively weatherproof. You never know what's going to happen. Rain, wind, snow, I don't know what else. Um, and you just don't want your whatever you bring subject to the elements and those plastic totes are nice because they're stackable they're easy to get in and out of your car and you can just set them up in your paddock area and be ready to go yeah i mean it also allows you to organize your stuff like you can have a tote that's full of all your spares and then you can have a tote that's full of you know stuff for night racing or nighttime headlamps Mm -hmm. you know flashlights that kind of stuff so um yeah they're great for for storing everything and then yeah if it starts suddenly raining you're not (laughs) having to worry about running back to your paddock to make sure that everything's covered you know Mm -hmm. so you can even keep one that's empty stack it you know, along with another one. And then, you know, when, when, when you're not racing, you can have your helmet and your clothes and whatever inside mm-hmm. there. And so it's not getting dusty mm-hmm. or wet, you know, mm-hmm. as you guys all know. Uh, things get very dusty there yeah. too. So. so you just mentioned something. Having a flashlight and a headlamp is very helpful. Depending on where you're located, we're in the Pacific Northwest. So come fall and winter, the days get really short really fast. And so we might wrap up racing at, I don't know, 4.30. And by 5.30, it's dark. And that means you could be loading up and heading out in the dark. And that means, like, we've had people lose the locks to their trailers or little things like that because they just can't see them in the dark. Or keys. Keys have been lost, yes. (laughs) So just bring yourself a good light so that you're not trying to do things in the dark if that happens. Yeah, flashlight's just good all around because even if it's a nice sunny day, if you're working on something under your car... Um, or down in the wheel well or you know it's going to be really dark in there no matter how bright it is outside so just a flashlight headlamp something like that is just it's a good idea regardless you know maybe you just stick it in your toolkit as well you know but make sure you bring one yeah so again remembering that you're probably going to be somewhere remote It is a great idea to bring like a camping chair, like one of those little fold-up ones. They're usually very inexpensive, you know, any place you can find them, sporting goods stores, whatever. I think we got some $5 ones at G.I. Joe's once. Um, Having somewhere to sit down, 
is so helpful and you don't think about it until you're there and you're like, well, my only option is to sit in my race car <laughs> or in my truck or whatever it might be. Um, and I've even seen some people bring tiny, like from tiny all the way up to normal size, fold up tables. So there are tables that will fit in the trunk of your car if you're just driving your car to the race and you're not bringing a big truck. Still try and bring yourself a small table or something like that. There's kind of two big reasons. One, you will want to eat at some point during the day, which we'll get to food later. But two, if you're working, it's really nice to have a surface that's a little bit higher where you can set out a couple of tools or bolts or whatever you're working with if you're working on your car so that you're not just setting things on the ground or in the grass or in the dirt. So having a little table, definitely have a chair. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about things that are not car parts but are supplies you should have to help you on race day. You... Are a big proponent of zip ties. Yeah, duct tape and zip ties. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, but there are many things that duct tape and zip ties, zip ties can fix. <laughs> That's right. Any of you who have watched MacGyver knows that you can make anything you want, even like something that goes into outer space, as long as you have duct tape, zip ties, and a hammer. Yeah. And maybe a couple wire ties. You're totally set. Yep. Um, bring a towel. Yes. For... I can't even describe to you the millions of situations you may want a towel. It doesn't have to be a rainy day. You may want something soft to sit on or something to wrap another, like a dirty car part up in or whatever it might be. Bring a stinking bath towel. I promise you'll yep. be happy you did. Yep. Toilet paper. That's <laughs> another one. What does Ed call it again? He calls it uh, rally money or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause because when you're out in the woods... <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper is worth its weight in gold. Probably a little more. Maybe it's volume in gold. Maybe, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we've all, you know, been there, you know, come to an outhouse. Maybe there's no TV in the outhouse or we're way out there and mm-hmm. you have to sneak off in the bushes. But, you know, um, it's lightweight, not very expensive. Bring a roll. Put Make, it in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the second <laughs> part. Put it in a Ziploc bag. You will not be happy if you don't. Yeah. And then on that same token, bring paper towels with you as well, but bring some Windex. Um, and I also recommend bringing just a general cleaning spray. Um, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's nice to have the ability to clean your windows when you're racing. You and Brandon talked about that a lot in the last episode, but also just like spraying off that table we were just talking about because things are multi-purpose. Like you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. And last but not least, you're going to want to bring a trash bag to put all those paper towels (laughs) in and all your other garbage. I actually recommend bringing trash bags, plural. So yes, you will make your own garbage. And most of our venues have a place or we have our own garbage cans that you can put things in. However, not every uh, not every group is the same. You might go to a race where they don't provide garbage cans. It's important that you don't leave trash at any venue, no matter who you're racing with or where you're racing. Do not leave trash. Um, but also garbage bags, again, things happen. If, if something gets wet and you want to be able to, like, cover it with a plastic bag, or if you are wet and muddy and you need to get in your car and you just want to put a bag down. Um, or, it, or you've changed your clothes yes. and you want somewhere to put your wet, yes. muddy clothes. Yeah. Or you have a leaky a part that you had to pull off, like a power steering pump, and it's mm-hmm. still leaking oil and you don't want mm-hmm. that kicking around your car. You yep. can throw it in a trash bag. So there's just some things that are invaluable. You never know how you're going to use them. Those are paper towels, 
trash bags, zip ties, just have some spare things. Um, I also recommend bringing a jug of just tap water. It doesn't, it can be drinking water, doesn't need to be. Again, you're remote, you may want to wash your hands, you may want to wash off a part, you may need to rinse your face. We have some really dusty races and sometimes it's nice to just wash your face off. Um, bring yourself a gallon jug of water. Um, you'll also wanna bring drinking water. Again, we'll talk about food and drinks later, but just, it's a good, good thing to have. Let's talk about spare car things. Yeah, spare <laughs> spare car parts. So, um, one thing I talked about with Brandon last time was having a spare wheel and tire assembly. So, if you have a set of methods with a rally tire on it, I would highly consider buying another wheel and sticking another tire on it even if it's just one of your old worn out ones because if you get a d-bead it will be so much faster for you to just change the wheel and tire assembly than it will to try and struggle and re-bead a rally tire or if you're in stock and you have a standard street tire you're very likely or i should say much more likely to suffer a d-bead and therefore having a spare wheel tire assembly will be even more favorable for you i'm going to speak about something i don't quite know about so you need to correct me but sometimes people have wheel locks also and you have to have the is it called a key like, yes okay yeah so if you do have wheel locks on your car Number one, I would suggest during racing, remove them because they're going to be nothing but a hassle. And some of the locks have, um, they work by having a, uh, a certain shape that's a depression into it. And that is likely to fill up with, you know, mud and grit and sand. Other ones have very small splines on them. And again, those are likely to, to get packed full of stuff so if you have the you know a standard lug nut i would prep your car by pulling off th that wheel lock if that's all you have then just make sure that that wheel lock is very readily available maybe tape it to your lug wrench or something the key yeah mm -hmm. sorry the key for your wheel locks make sure you tape it to like your your lug wrench or something because the last thing you're going to want to do is be scrounging around trying to find that that lock when you have to change change a tire. Mm -hmm. So, um, second thing, um, a lot of people who have ABS and or airbags um, like to pull the fuse uh, before racing. Uh, pulling an airbag fuse isn't a terrible idea, to be honest. Um, and then some people don't want the ABS to be functioning, so they pull a fuse. Uh, point to this is bring spare fuses. They're cheap, they're small, uh, you can take a look at your uh, fuse uh, block. Take a look in there. There's a bunch of different colors. Uh, just make sure you have a couple of each color that you see in your fuse block. You know, um, take a close look at them. Make sure some of them are mini fuses. Some of them are standard. Some of them are specific to the vehicle. Uh, so, you know, having having a spare fuse uh, for each slot is is can be very handy nuts bolts hoses clamps um these are all good ideas and when you do a reprep you'll notice occasionally you'll lose a bolt somewhere so you know um as you're working on your car uh you'll see what size nuts and bolts are pretty common 
And I would just, you know, have a little box uh, of those. Same with like hose clamps. Also, coolant, oil, brake fluid, any of the fluids that you have in your car. Probably a good idea to have some because if you lose some, uh, be nice to be able to top it off, um, fill, fill it back up. Also true for your tow vehicle. If you're towing with a truck and trailer, yes. you definitely want to have fluids for your tow vehicle as well. Yes. You, yes. you are good. You have a Rubbermaid tow with all your fluids and yes. half are for your car, half are for your truck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so um, other parts, depending on your car, some cars have a tendency to eat certain things up. So, you know, you may want to have a spare set of brake pads, maybe ball joints, uh, wheel bearings, control arms, if you really want to get into it. Um, usually you can take a look at those things ahead of the race and see the condition of them. And um, usually you'll be okay. Uh, but, you know, if you're really competitive and, you know, you lose any one of these parts, you know, it'd be nice to have some spares. And, you know, there's some cars too that tend to chuck fan belts. So have extra belts you know um there's other cars that you know have other issues and you know maybe they like to eat axles so i might suggest you know having a spare axle you can change um there's a guy that i used to race with who boy he would go through axles on a weekend he'd go through three axles right he had a welded diff but he'd break an axle like right at the end of a run and he could change it out. I, I think we put a clock on it once, and it was like seven minutes. Yeah. Like, you literally pull a car apart, pop it off, you know, and have a new axle in there, have it all gunned down, and, you know, he'd be ready for the next run. And, I mean, I would always – that was always very, very impressive. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure that I would want to be dealing with that between runs and the stress of it all, but this guy managed it and would bang him out and, like, no big deal. I mean, he had a stack of axles. But you bring up a really great point, which is you said, I don't know if I'd want to be dealing with that. So when you show up to a race, you have a lot of choices. If you can take the mindset that like, if something breaks, I will just call it a day. I'll do my work assignment. I'll cheer people on, but that'll be it. Or you might have the mindset that like, if something breaks, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to get as much seat time as I can. Depending on A, your own level of enjoyment of all those things, but then B, if it's a multi-day event, you might lose a run because you had a DNF because something broke, be able to fix it and still be able to come back and be in the standings. You know, so you have to think about A, what is going to be fun for you? Because reminder, this is all supposed to be fun. And then B, you know, if it's a single event, day event versus a multi-day event and how competitive you are and all of that, factor that in. If you're thinking, if you towed your car out there and you're thinking, if something breaks, I'm just going to tow it home, you can bring a lot less stuff. So just know yourself, know what's fun. And plan for that. Be prepared for situations. Um, but you don't have to be the guy that's going to replace axles in between runs. Or you can be the, the girl that replaces axles in between runs. Yeah. So. I mean, just know if you can replace an axle in seven minutes in grid, everybody's going to be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically why we all show up to Rallycross is to impress people. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've talked a lot about um, like the mechanical side of things, the car side of things. You also have to prepare your person, your, your personal things for race day. And so 
One of the things we see as organizers, and I have lived this myself, is just not prepping for the elements enough. There is no amount of preparation that you can do that you will regret. I promise you, I bring a raincoat. We live in Seattle or in the Northwest. It rains all the time. I bring a raincoat to every event, no matter what, because even though it won't be on the forecast, it may start raining and I will never be mad that I took a raincoat with me. Nope. Right? I do. I mean, I bring a raincoat and rubber boots, even if it's going to be 90 degrees. Yep. Because if I don't, it's going to rain. Exactly. And like... How much space does it take up to bring a raincoat and rubber boots? Like, just bring them. But what you want to think about, no matter what, no matter where you are in the country or around the world, I suppose, and no matter what the weather is going to be, you want to be prepared for multiple situations. And I just cannot recommend enough. Wear layers. These mornings start early. The days end late. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how the weather could change. I even like to think about the fact that like you may have to make a pit stop on a late night drive home and it could be cold at that point and you need to be thinking about that. So, yeah, I mean, we started where it's been near freezing, uh warms up, you know, mid 70s and then goes back to freezing by the end of the day. And I mean, those are some pretty extreme you know, temperatures and, you know, then the difference between when you get there first and you're moving around, you're running around, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're out on course where you're just standing again, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, your temperature and the temperature outside can vary greatly. So it's nice to just have layers that you can pull off, put Mm -hmm. back on. And again, another reason why you have the plastic tote, because then you can just go to your tote throw them in take it out out. (laughs) you know you know they're dry and uh you know not dusty and then the other general premise is remembering that you have two responsibilities the working and the racing and so you might need to have an extra or like you might need to prepare for both those things so if you have driving shoes you like even if they're not specific driving shoes if they're just shoes you prefer to drive in I don't recommend wearing those shoes out on the course. They're going to get dirty. They're going to get muddy. Just have a second set of shoes um, and know what you like to drive in, what's going to make you comfortable, the temperature inside the car versus what you're going to want to work the course in. So you have to think about those two scenarios no matter what's going on. Yeah, I'd have two different pairs of shoes and then I'd also have a couple pairs of socks as well. Yeah, just Because, you know, you get your feet wet. Yeah. Dry, dry shoes aren't going to help you when you have wet socks. <laughs> right. So let's be really specific. So for a hot day... Obviously, you might think, oh, I'm just going to want shorts and a t-shirt. But if you're standing out in the sun for, let's just say, three hours, which is about how long our run groups are, you're going to want some lightweight long sleeves, likely. You're definitely going to want a hat. Um, Sometimes lightweight long pants are good, depending on the terrain. Some venues, we don't have this in our area specifically, but some venues have a tick problem. So you're going to want to wear like hiking boots or rubber boots or some kind of shoe that protects you from ticks getting up into your into your legs um so even on hot days you want to think about the fact that you're going to be outdoors um on cold days bring a winter coat bring a waterproof layer under armor is great some sort of base layer to keep you warm especially if there's any kind of moisture in the air you can get your like your core temperature can get really cold and it can be hard to warm up so you know think about like what you wear if you were to go skiing like really mm. layer up and protect yourself yeah. there and you know since we're all well i think we're all driving to the event mm-hmm. um you know it, it doesn't hurt to throw an extra pair of pants mm-hmm. um in case they get wet mm-hmm. you know, like i said before extra pair of socks shirts all those sort of things and then one thing that i have personally found to be 
incredibly valuable to me is uh, rubber boots. They are, they're great. I mean, you know, it, it, just all around, you know, walking through the mud, walking through the water, even the high grass and, you know, uh, sort of, you know, bushy undergrowth. Um, it's the, the best investment I've made for sure. Do you remember how you made that investment? I, I did. I, <laughs> I, I do. I, I, what I, I bought them in Nebraska, I'm pretty sure. And um, I bought them at Tractor Supply mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have any. And I showed up to a race and it was a monsoon. And I decided the smart thing to do would be to have rubber boots. Because even the paddock, it was just a soupy mess. It, it didn't, I remember, I think I got there a day after you, it didn't rain during the race, but all the rain leading up to it, the ground was so soft That's right. that you couldn't even they chomp had, around. They had more rain in the, in the 25 days before the race than they usually get in an entire year. Yeah. And it was a bit of a clay surface, so it's not like our dirt where it just sucks <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah, so. they're not used to But that point is exactly the point that like hopefully is carrying through is you always want to be prepared for those random scenarios versus like in this scenario, Keto had to get on his phone, figure out where the closest like supply place was, drive 30 minutes out of your way to go get a pair of $35 rubber boots. It would have just been easier if they were in your truck. Right. Yes. And so one thing I did find that I maybe can pass on to you guys. Um, So I thought at the time, rubber boots, rubber boots, rubber boots. (laughs) Um, and didn't realize that there is a huge variance in price so um, I went originally thought this will be easy I think I went to a Cabela's or a a Bass Pro Shop and went looking at the rubber boots and was like 120 bucks and I was like wait what (laughs) that's that's what rubber boots cost us. It's really scratching my head. And then I talked to some locals who said, hey, go to a place called Tractor Supply. And we, we have them as well. I know that we have mm-hmm. one down Chehalis or something. I don't know where they all are, but they, they are around. And I found rubber boots that I still have to this day um, that were much higher quality, um, that weren't camo, everything there so to be camo color, not that that mattered, but, um, and then I think I paid like 30 or $35 yeah. for them and it was just a much better value. And what was the difference? Um, well, I think the difference really was that the boots that I got were more designed for work. Mm. Um, and I think the ones like at Cabela were like fashionable hunting style boots I'm, I'm using fashionable and air quotes because they were all camo <laughs> and I'm, so know. find the best quality for the cheapest price you're going to be using them so yeah yeah exactly okay we talked about hot we talked about cold keto touched on the waterproof bit i think the other thing is that even if I'll give an example from this year. I was wearing waterproof ski pants in February in Washington where it's cold and wet. And the water even got through kind of around the waist. It was such a rainy, windy day. So even when you think you have your best gear, I still had to drive back to our hotel room and grab a different pair of pants. So just have your spares with you. So there's something that we left out here too for the cold. One thing that's really handy Mm. are... 
what are those things called? Hand warmers? The little hand warmers. The little hand warmers. Yeah. You know, you can break one up, couple up, stick them in your pockets, yeah. you know, and break another couple up, put them in your gloves. You know, throw them in your shoes. You show them in your shoes, yeah. whatever you want to do. They, 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 they do come in handy. Which you also then just brought up a whole other thing that I didn't include on our list, which is gloves. So when the weather's cold, you want just gloves for keeping your hands warm but you always want to have work gloves get them at lowe's get them at your local hardware store because when you're working on your car when you're working course whatever it's just nice to have gloves on versus getting your hands all torn up right yeah so you can you know when you're working on the car you can use you know like um nitrile gloves Mm -hmm. or whatever whatever it is you prefer latex Mm -hmm. nitrile i think it's a little tougher uh, but there's also uh, gloves called mechanic gloves, um, which will also keep your hands clean. They're a little little warmer, and they also come in handy when you're out on course. They'll they'll, they'll be a little warm. Well, they'll be a lot warmer than say like a, a latex glove mm-hmm. will be also. But you know, to be completely frank with you, the best thing when you're out on course is to get yourself like just some real real gloves mm-hmm. you know that that will be warm mm-hmm. you know that that's my my, my take yeah on. and i find so. that like i don't do a lot of work with my hands outside of rallycross i find that like picking up cones with all the dirt on them like kind of wears on my skin and on my you know on my fingertips yeah. and so it's just nice to wear gloves it is yep. um all right so non-clothing things but things you just want to have with you sort of personal items I sound like people's mother when I say this, but just wear sunscreen, <laughs> even on the cloudy days. It also helps with sort of like windburn too, because if you're just out in the elements, no matter the weather, it's going to be windy. It's going to be, there's going to be sun. Even on rainy days, people can get sunburned. So just bring sunscreen, bring chapstick, same thing. Um, and then bring like baby wipes or hand wipes, some kind of wipe just to be able to take care of yourself hand sanitizer especially now with covid but you always just want to have things so you can like get your hands clean yeah um and then just some basic stuff have cash with you again sometimes these are out in pretty remote places sometimes venues charge a fee at the gate sometimes local stores take cash only so have cash on you not a lot but just have a little and always always have your driver's license obviously you're driving to the race um, you'll need it, you'll need it to get there, but at the race, you can't race without it. And it's actually something people forget pretty frequently. It's like, I don't, I don't know what people do in their personal time, but like you tuck it into a different pocket or something like that. And then you're without it on race day. So just have it with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Do we cover all the personal things? I think so. I'm sure we'll miss something. Probably. <laughs> we did cover that. You should, it's nice on a cold day to also have a nice warm hat, right? Oh, we didn't talk about hats. And then, you know, if it's sunny, really sunny, it's also nice to have mm-hmm. sunglasses if you're sitting out on course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, on, on the flip side of that. Yeah. I like a good ear headband because my ears get really cold. So if it's not a rainy day, I'll wear a headband instead of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and one other thing we see people do in the summertime is take an umbrella out with them on course to protect them from the sun. And that's totally fine and allowed. It just cannot be red. You don't want it to be confused with a red flag by a by a driver. So... Umbrellas are approved. No red. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the most important topic, food and drinks. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite topic. As we've said, you are out there for a whole day. You're often going to be somewhere remote. Usually there are no concession stands. Big events, we like to have food trucks, but that's not the norm. So you want to think about what you're going to need for an entire day. 
And I want to just tell you guys, if you don't know, this is a physical activity. You are going to be moving the entire day. Think about what you would do if you like if you thought of yourself as an athlete. You're going to have a lot of water with you. You're going to have electrolytes. You're going to have snacks that have a good balance of protein and fat. Like don't just bring a granola bar and a bottle of water. Like be really thoughtful about what your energy expenditure is going to be. Yeah. Yep, I would agree. There's sort of this concept of the rally hangover, which is sort of an emotional thing. Like, oh, you're sad because it's over. But you also, after race day, will feel like you have a hangover. And that is just dehydration where you didn't take in enough electrolytes. So bring Gatorade or Noon is a local company around here that makes some great tablets. You can just drop into water. It's like low sugar. It tastes good. It's a good good option. Right. Um, bring a cooler with you. Throw in like... Everybody has their different preferences, so I'm going with really simple examples. But bring some bread and some lunch meat. Make yourself a sandwich. Um, You can bring, like, fried chicken and put it in the cooler and eat it later. Um, Just things that are real whole foods. You don't want to just rely on snack foods throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do know also towards the end of the day, it's kind of nice to have, especially on a hot day, have you know like a can of coke where you mm-hmm. can get like a kick of caffeine and mm-hmm. sugar that kind of gives you that second second boost to get it through the end of the day yeah so that's you know what you know that may not be for everybody yeah and so yeah and then it's nice you know get a little cooler they're cheap um they're very very cheap if you um, have the time you can jump on YouTube and go down the rabbit hole of how you turn a cheap cooler into a high-end cooler <laughs> Um, you know, if is this you don't, something you've done, it is, you know, so if you can't go out and buy the, you know, 400, $500 Yeti cooler, you can go buy the cheap glue and a can of expanding foam and get yourself a pretty high end cooler there. You can but also never, just buy the cheap glue and leave it at that. Yeah. That's, that's not the type of people we are. I don't think so. But anyways, um, get a cooler, uh, so that you can, um, throw drinks and stuff in there mm-hmm. um uh, you can take a handheld one out on course with you too so think absolutely. about it in the summer if it's going to be hot on course like yeah. bring a smoke cooler yeah. bring your drinks you, out you bring a little cooler. that's how you make friends you know fill it up with ice or you can put dry ice just be cautious because it freezes dry ice will <laughs> will freeze all your things yeah. um and go ahead I was just going to say, you mentioned the caffeine thing. So I, I bring little like cans of iced coffee for the same reason. I prefer that over a Coke. But we invested in this year, I don't know why we waited so long. We invested in what's called a jet boil. I think I spent $200. That was the initial investment. It's kind of a lot. But it's a little device. It's a little, what is that, butane canister? Yeah, I think it's a butane, yeah. It's a little butane canister. You put water in it, and you can boil water super fast. So in like the cold... within 30 seconds fast. Yeah. So with in the colder months, we were having, like, little soups for lunch, which having something warm in your body in, on yeah. a cold day feels amazing. Yeah. But also, I made coffee in the morning. Coffee, hot cocoa, tea. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a requirement. That's definitely an extra. We've gone all this time without it but it definitely like think about what's going to make you have like the happiest day Hmm. yeah there's there there are cheaper versions something you can like plug in your car that just is like you know 
a little um, heats up water, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll heat it up. Doesn't have to be a jet boil. It does it in thirty seconds. Totally. But it is definitely nice to be able to put something warm in your body and just you know heat up that core mm-hmm. a little bit. And to be honest with you, it's also nice to hold it in your hands. Yes, <laughs> that's cold, true. Cold day, something hot so in your hands. We bring a cooler with drinks and whatever food we're going to eat. So sometimes it's lunch meat or chicken or salads in the summertime. Um, But we bring a cooler with food and then we have, I call it the snack bag. The snack bag is a bag that I bought at Trader Joe's. That's a like insulated food bag that zips at the top so it can close up. And in there we have beef jerky, granola bars, trail mix, um, any fixings we might need to make the food item. So forks, um, I'm trying to think knife. about forks, knife. Yeah. Um, there's usually, I think I usually put in like candy because sometimes you like to eat candy on the, on the road trip. Candy and nuts. Yeah. yeah so just, and, you, and then on my packing list, we were talking, when we circled back to the packing list, it always says cooler and snack bag. Cause if I have those two things, I can make sure we're going to eat okay for the day. So just make it really easy on yourself to kind of grab and go and be prepared for these things. Yep. And, and Ziplocs. Yes. So Ziplocs are great for food, but guess what? They're also great, like, if you have to pull something apart mm-hmm. and, like, you don't want to lose all the little parts, you know, yeah. you can throw them in a Ziploc bag. They're, you know, great for all kinds of things. Anything I put in the cooler, I put in a Ziploc because eventually the ice will melt. That's right. And, like, like, so, as I said, sometimes we bring salads, which you may laugh at that, but it's a good, it's a good thing to eat and it makes you feel good. Um, but I'll put them in a Ziploc so that they don't get any water in them. So it just really helps to have all those things. And also pro tip, if you're going to bring like a bag of chips, bring a chip clip. I have two chip clips in our snack bag. (laughs) These are important things. Yes. So those are our high level things you should think about. You want to have your tools. You want to have your spare parts. You want to have your big gear. You want to have your personal items, extra clothes, and your food and your drinks, your cooler and your snack bag. That's how you make sure you are taken care of as a racer and a worker and your car is taken care of. I think I'm going to add one more thing in here, So, which we didn't talk about, which is um, your helmet. Yes. And anything else you drive with. So I personally... Mm prefer to drive in driving gloves and so i bring gloves in the helmet um with the helmet i also store my helmet in a helmet bag um because i hate having first of all a scratched up lens um and i also realize that my helmet is um protecting my head and my head's pretty valuable to me and so I want to take special care, make sure my helmet isn't being kicked around in the car, rolling mm-hmm. around, um, you know, my helmet bag, and not everybody has to do this, has a little fan in it. So if it's a hot day, I can put the fan. I can, it does? Yes, it does. I did not know that. So it's to, to help dry it out. It's got a yeah. little fan that sits underneath it. And yeah. You plug, it's got like a little USB drive, you know, powering thing. And so, yeah, nice. I can set it in there and turn it on and then mm. it dries my helmet out between runs if I need to you know um so um but yeah so helmet you know sunglasses if you prefer Mm -hmm. you know some people like yellow lenses yellow orange lenses um when they drive and then you know your gloves and all that Mm because you get to the race and you don't have your helmet you're um 
You're going to be in a bad position. Yeah. So, and if you, know. you um, if you wear contacts, bring a spare set of contacts and glasses. Yes. Just you can get dirt in your eyes. You can, you know, yes. things can happen. Just come prepared for little snafus like that, so that they don't ruin your ruin your race day. Yep. yep. Um, now that I'm saying that, bring Tylenol. You know, bring a bring a small first aid kit, some band aids. You know, yeah. whatever it might be, we have all those things, and most organizers will. But you just don't want to rely on that. You just mm. want to be prepared on your own. Mm. Yep. I'm sure we'll wrap up this conversation and think of a million other things we should have said. But um, as I mentioned earlier, we will link in the show notes. The Rallycross Packing Guide is on our Northwest Rally Association website. Definitely check it out. If you have your own thoughts of things that have been invaluable, we'd love to hear about it. Maybe we'll do a follow-up if if we get enough feedback. Yeah. Um, And really, the most important thing is to start where you are. Take what you have. Don't like go and buy a bunch of stuff. And as you race more and get better and learn more, trust yourself and evolve and improve on what you've done before. Yeah, I would say that's good advice. Save the the boots. If you don't have a good set of waterproof boots, I would get some. (laughs) (laughs) If you learn one thing today, it's that rubber boots are invaluable. They are. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in today. As always, if you um, want to follow along with our race series, you can do so at Mod Racing. MOD is spelled M-O-D-D. It is an acronym for Motorsports and Driver Development. If you want other people to be able to find the show, take a minute to leave us a rating and review. It helps us show up in the search results for other people. And is there anything else? Nope. Just hope this was helpful. Yeah, definitely. We'll catch you guys on the next one.